Boys out of college. One more week in the regular season. Things are getting hot. And uh, in true Talking Heads fashion, we had to bring on a marquee guest. And this is no offense to any of y'all that I've already been on here, but this one has been waiting in the waiting in the ranks for a while. Much laying in the weeds. E, I'll let you introduce our guest this week. Yeah, you know, we have a manager that has quite quite literally spent a lot of years in this league. He's a, he's a veteran, he's a champion, and he has finally made his way onto the Boys Out of College podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Nate Willett. Nate. Fellas, how you doing? <laughs> We're doing good, man. We are so glad you are here. Um, like we said, we've been chirping at you all year. You know, we've been calling on your name to get on the podcast. And mostly sure enough, me. Mostly when me. it matters the most, when the city needed him the most. Nate showed up. So we Nate put a bat hey. signal in the sky and Nate showed up. Except the bat signal's like a it's like a it's a ship. It's a pirate ship. Yeah, it's a pirate ship. Hey, and the, it's the literally been up in. there for weeks. <laughs> hey, you know, I've, I've been hearing it all all year about coming on the pod. And you know, normally I don't let these other managers in the league, you know, I, I could care less for what you guys say, you know. But once Clarky came on this and I heard to hear his <laughs> nonsense for about an hour or so. I, I just it was a it left a bad taste in my mouth, you know. I had to had to come on and show what it really should be like. So yeah, Clarky, Nate, that was Clarky was, was the big... straw that broke the camel's back. Nate heard that and he was like, "All right, I got to get on here." Yeah, yeah you know, call me a fraud manager, or whatever the heck he said. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, no, no, we can't have that. A lot of the things Clarky was saying were just like so out of left field, man. Like just so out of left field. Dude, but he guaranteed a playoff run for his team. He guaranteed yeah. it. There's just zero shot, zero percent chance of that happening. If this <laughs> yeah, that, that might have been the wildest statement I've ever heard in this league. You know, Nate, what do you make of what do you make of all of the managers coming on here and kind of having their jab at you? That was one of the big questions I had. Is what do you make of that? Hey, you know, I mean, like you said, I've been in this league now for what going on ten years, maybe. I don't even know what it's been, and so yes. it's it's nothing new. We're 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 far enough into it. I just come to expect it, and I just I feed off it. You know, once it's, you make your way to the upper echelon, you get used to the people talking. You get used to the people coming at you. So good for you. I mean, it's all hearsay, right? You let you 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 live by letting your game do the talking. Exactly. If people want to talk, you know, just show them the four rings that I got. You know, it's <laughs> let that speak for itself. So I want I want to talk about that because I in particular have been very critical of Nate's mystique and Nate. I, I've I've called you the '90s Dallas Cowboys because you've had yeah. a lot of success, but it was a long ass time ago. And people like me want you to move over and let us have some of the winning. So we'll see. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But I want to give you the floor for a second. I have not been a very likable host when it comes to talking about Nate. <laughs> I want to give you your chance to get your digs in. At you? Yeah. Honestly, hey, this little uh, Dutchman agenda that you have, you know, it seems like every time you uh, have some comment on the podcast, you know, about my squad, it uh, seems to work out well for me. So I, I, I encourage it. Keep them coming. I. Uh, it's gasoline for Nate, dog. Exactly. Yes, sir. I mean, hey, basically, all... Nate just called me the radical left of the league. Basically, <laughs> hey, all I know is, you know, last week, uh, you know, he was like, oh. DK Metcalf, Zach Charbonnet, you know, oh, tough matchup against the Cowboys. And I believe they combined for what, 55? It's like, hey, <laughs> it's like, whatever you say it, my squad goes crazy. So keep it up. Yeah, if you're the radical left, Nate is the Donald Trump of this league. <laughs> <laughs> lots of people. Lots of people. 
I can't get you. I was going to go and Lots listen. Lots of people talk. Real. They all talk. <laughs> They're driving me a little batty, I think. <laughs> okay, Nate, I want to ask you this. As yeah. someone who has had a lot of success in the league, is there a manager, any of the other 15 managers in this league, that you look at the way they run their operation and you think, you know, they kind of follow your blueprint that you have had so much success with and you tip your cap to in particular? You know, there is one one team out there, one manager that I feel like operates very similar to me, and that is Spencer Woodruff. Out of every team in this league, I feel like he is the team and the manager that I seem to struggle against. And I feel like it is because he runs the show over there similar to I do with the Dutchman. And I feel like there's a lot of – this league is full of great managers, but I feel he just does things different over there with Nate Margaret. Yeah, 100% would have been my pick, I think. Spencer and Nate run a similar ship, no pun intended. But uh, Nate – Speaking on this philosophy and this like way you run things, can we get a little insight, a little insight into the mind of Nate Willett, like a little maybe uh, a, a starter or like an appetizer of the way that you get things going for your boys? I was going to say, you're trying to get me to spill my secrets here? Not, not all of it. Not, I mean, you don't got to give us the main entree here. You don't okay. got to give us the... Uh, the fake news media what? is coming after me. It's all fake news. It's all fake news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, Nate. Go ahead. No, it. I mean, you got you got to put in the work. It, it's it's research based. You know, it's season ends in uh, end of December usually for the championship about, and uh, the season doesn't end there. We got a full off season then, and it starts right then. And uh, yeah, I just feel like you know, if you're if you're prepared all year round, it's going to pay off in the season. So I'm not so going to get you too many. You put in a lot of that work in the off season to prepare yourself for the for the whole season. Is that what you're attributing it to? Like a lot of off season work. I feel like just getting ready for the draft. You know, it's uh, it 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 comes in handy. You know, just starts with the NFL draft, real life. You know, see these new guys coming in. You just just staying up to date on everything. So I feel like that's that's all I'll give you. It's just it's. Yeah. You know what, Nate? That's all I wanted. So. The proof Thank is you. in the pudding, Nate. The proof is in the pudding. You have had success as much as I like to poke fun. You've had uh, a lot more success than anyone else in this league. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to do a full recap of Week 13. It just has been you know, too long since then, and everyone's kind of looking forward to the games tomorrow as we record on a Saturday morning. But, Nate, I do want to talk about your matchup because you crushed Kyle, who was kind of on a little bit of a heater trying to get back into that playoff mix, and yep. you beat him by 50-plus. But I will say a big part of your win was Trevor Lawrence almost scoring 30, and now it's looking like he's going to be out for a minute. Um, what's the temperature on your team? How do you feel as we approach the playoffs and Trevor Lawrence might be sidelined? Yeah, I mean, looking back to last week's matchup with Kyle, uh, it Kyle's got a great team over there. I think I caught him on a week where, you know, I'm looking at his team right now. He was just in a terrible position with bye weeks. I mean, he was playing Jeff Wilson, Khalif Raymond. Noah Fant, Westbrook Akine. And so I feel like he's got a great squad. But I will say, I mean, Robbie was the only one on the podcast the other week that, uh, you know, I like because, you know, you guys were talking about how I was going to throw up a dud and, uh, you know, just wasn't going to be ready to come to play against uh, the Bass Pro Bombers. But, uh, yeah, like you said, nice little 50-point win. And, uh, yeah, but going back, I mean, I, I'm definitely nervous now with uh, with Trevor Lawrence. He's uh, 
they say he has a chance to play tomorrow. I would be surprised if he ends up suiting up. But uh, yeah, and then Pacheco's out. So I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm eight and five. I think, I don't want to say I've locked into a playoff spot, but I mean, I've let everyone heal, heal up this week, hopefully. So then for week 15, you know, we'll be ready to go. Ready for the push is Nate Dog. Um, and in the meantime, you've got Will Levis, and we'll get to that in a little bit as we preview uh, week 14. Yes. We want to get into that. Ethan, do you have any more questions for the Dutchman manager here? Well, I didn't know Khalif, or I didn't, I mean, I didn't know Isaiah Pacheco was out, and I was shit. I got Clyde Edwards Hilaire on my bench. That's a good look. One yeah. <laughs> when I tell you I have been scavenging for players, like, Trent, you had a yeah, moment you, with you, you, you had a moment with Juju Smith Schuster earlier this year when you were like you had to start Juju. That was me, and then it paid off, dude. <laughs> when I tell you, I have been like up late at night just going through the waiver wire and just looking for a diamond in the rough. Oh gosh, man, I've dude, I've had a, a rough going here, Nate. Hey, but hey, uh, you already dropped Levis for me. You want to drop a no, take Levis, Levis, Lair, I don't need him. Gardner's gonna take this team to the playoffs, if anything. <laughs> Um, so Nate, as it, here's my question for you, Nate, as it yeah. sits right now, you are the number one wild card spot. And yeah. if you win this week, you will clinch that number one wild card spot. Yep. Um, you're not taking your division. That's Spencer's clinched yep. did the division already. That means in the first week of the playoffs, if you have the number one wild card spot, you will be facing the division winner of the East division. Okay. Because that will be the worst division winner oh, against I... the top wild card spot. Is that is that something you are looking forward to? I mean, I'm just looking at that, and uh, I thought maybe you were kind of, kind of teeing this up for a little matchup against you. You got you winning this. Division? I mean, if <laughs> listen, if I make the playoffs somehow, I will for sure be like an eighth seed or a seventh seed. There is no way that I'm winning this division. Because I, I would need to win and David would need to lose. So listen, all I'm saying, we'll, we can get into this when we start talking about matchups and everything. And when we talk about the playoff picture, because that's a conversation I, I love having. But there is a lot that could happen in that East division. And oh, yeah. nobody is safe. Well, hey, as, as you might know, uh, I now or have been working at the same place with Mr. Zach Fillmore. And we were just right. talking about this the other week, uh, last week at work where in that East division, there is a lot that can happen in this yes. one, this week here. Because we a were, lot. I think, now we weren't 100% sure, but we think there's a scenario where every team in that division could win it still. We, we might have missed some things with head-to-heads or points for just everything, but correct me if I'm wrong on that. Wait, making like every team makes the playoffs? No, no, wins the division still. Oh, they can all still win it. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. Yeah, that's okay, what we were, yeah. I thought that was the case. I didn't think there was anyone that was like ruled out. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Running. I think I think this. So the East Division right now is what makes divisional play so fun. Like at the end of the year, because like we we make these like two two rounds of divisional play. You know, three games, take a break. Three games against your division, and like yep. this is why we do it for the East Division right now specifically because like. All of the games matter so much. 
You know, yeah, like East we're not playing. Is, it's it's the Big East basketball of like the '80s with like Patrick Ewing. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah, and Chris Mullen at St. John's. That's what we got here. Every single matchup is a slugfest, but all four of these teams are like real players to make the playoffs and make some noise. So yeah, to that point, I just wanted to throw that in there. Like it, it's getting nasty in that division, but it's 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 must see TV. Yeah, I, I, I also think there's a situ- – I mean, should we just talk about the playoff picture right now because we're talking sure. about it? Let's do like, it. I So, obviously, there are five, six, and seven teams – and or six, six, and seven teams and two, seven, and six teams. That's crazy. So, one of those seven and six teams is going to make it from me – from my, our division, the East. But then, like, everybody else is like, I don't even know. And my big question here is – if Philly beats, so I'm thinking about if Philly beats me and David beats Devin, that would put us all at seven and six. If all of the other six and seven teams yeah. lose, I think we all make the playoffs at, at six, seven, eight. Those yeah, three I, seeds. I think yeah. you're right because right now, as it's if the season ended today, David and Ethan would both make the playoffs. Philly's hanging in the ranks at nine and Devin's at 11. So it, it's a stretch, but it could still happen mathematically. You're right. Right, but Kyle, you know, Kyle plays Spencer this week, so that's a massive matchup. Yeah, Spencer's projected to win by like a crap ton, so hopefully that holds up. That'll and leave Kyle Brad, at six and seven. Yep, and then Brad, listen, Brad versus Trevor, like that's, that's a that's playoff implications right there. But I think if Trevor wins, or I don't know if either of those team wins, I don't know. I think I have the tiebreaker over Brad and Trevor. This is yeah. where we need Trevor to get on here because he's always the one crunching the numbers. I remember like last year he sent he sent like a flow chart of all the potential yeah. outcomes for the playoffs. So maybe if Trev hears this, he can get he can send something in the group chat. I'm sure he's you know having a nice Saturday right now, but we could yes, use you. Does. Trevor's the yeah. guy when, when it's like election coverage, he's the guy at the map that's like talking about like what counties are going red. Oh, like, like Minnesota just went up three points red, three points red. Yeah, this this county's looking very blue. However, a lot of mail-in ballots. <laughs> We're waiting for those mail-in ballots to come through, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's Trev. So here, so Gavin, Gavin owns the tiebreaker against me. So Trent, if if Gavin beats you, he would be seven and seven and seven. And like, this is all obviously hinging upon the fact that I lose this week. I don't know. Like, like how, how invested into this playoff picture are you guys? You guys are sitting pretty on top of the mountain. Like we're going to make it anyways, but I'm just telling you like the thoughts that are going through my head. I'm sitting here. Like if I lose this week, then like, what's going to happen? Will I stay in the playoffs? If all of these teams are seven and seven, I don't know. I, I think I will be Philly will overtake me if he beats me because that would leave him at two and zero against me. I definitely own the tiebreaker against Devin, and yeah, I don't it, own the tiebreaker against Dave. It all comes down to head to head, and I wish honestly, I wish it was an easier. I wish they like broke it down for you so that you didn't have to like go back and scroll through the schedule and look because you know, quite frankly, that's just like quite frankly, that's just a lot of work. Quite frankly, it would it would suck to go through the schedule. <laughs> I don't the schedules are very unfair. <laughs> the NFL fantasy app is horrible to use. It is not user friendly. It was made in China. 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 Um 
So, I mean, like, t obviously we can say this right now. We can rule out Rob Clarkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, love hearing that one. I think I think Kyle is officially eliminated from the playoffs because he doesn't I have head-to-head -head tiebreakers. Yeah, because I own the tiebreaker against Kyle for sure. So if if he if me and him are tied, I will end up being above him. But like, here's the thing: like, what if I own the tiebreaker against him, but he owns the tiebreaker against somebody above me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I think points four factors in at some point. I don't yeah, know where. And Rice, if it does, I'm screwed. <laughs> if you have had to head up on him, he can't jump you, though. I know, oh, but, yeah. like, like, let's say he has the head-to-head -head on, like, David. And, like, David's above me. Yeah. And we're all tied up. Like, how would that even happen? How would that work? Yeah. It seems like know. a question the commissioner should know. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, gotta call him up. Dude, you know who all I know, you know who is very, very, very uh confident and happy that uh their points four isn't gonna isn't gonna end up mattering is Jack because he is winning that division despite that start <laughs> that we just kept like shitting on his team for because he would score 80 85 points and win somehow or so like that. How the hell did he turn Dude. it around though? That guy <laughs> turned it around. Yeah, like I was I was so excited for a down year for Jack, and then it just didn't happen. It just did not happen. Well, yeah. okay, let's let's wrap up the playoff talk with a question I want to pose to each of you. I want I want the scariest team going into the playoffs, and it doesn't it's not the standings. It can just be like who you who's trending up the right way. And I want the biggest fraud that's at the top or yeah. near the top or in the playoff picture that you think is one and done for sure. So, E, I'll go to you first. We'll let it stew for Nate. Yeah, I think. Oh man. I think I don't know if I'm gonna say one and done, but I'll give you a team who I think is not gonna live up to their potential going into the playoffs. And I've been I've because I've been having these questions throughout the week. I'm like, I want to like talk about something on the podcast where you know who's the scariest team. A team right now that I think is not gonna live up to their potential is Detroit Rock City. Ooh. And can that you might be, please explain that to me, sir? Of course, <laughs> of course. I think I can. So, obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes having a down year like no other down year. No one on his team can catch the catch the rock. Travis is consumed with other things. Um, and then <laughs> I, I don't mind all of the Lions, but, I mean, in a week that's going to matter the most, the Dallas Cowboys coming up, that's going to be a playoff matchup. And I think that's going to be a difficult matchup for the Lions and for uh, your boys in general. Like, that could be the finals matchup week 17. So, well, so that's a really good point. My rebuttal to that would just be I, I don't have Jared Goff or, you know, I have the top three weapons, I guess you could say. St. Brown's the number one. Laporta's kind of the number two, I would say. And then Montgomery's the bell cow. So, I just think, like by default, the way the Lions' offense runs, even if it's a bit of a down week, they're all gonna they're all gonna hit double digits, so they should. The really really scary thing is that I have the Lions' defense. I don't have any backups there. I just kind of close my eyes and, and pray every week right. that the Lions don't give up thirty because they've actually been terrible recently. But no, that's a, that's a fair. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back. That's your you gotta Trent. You gotta sit sometimes and like think though, like how have they all together not have not had a down week yet? Like because the Lions, are, the Lions are nine and three. That's why. 
They're good. I go I go as the Lions go. I mean, my squad's 10 and 3, the Lions are 9 and 3 in real life. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah I just I don't know, man. I just think so when I name my team who I'm like my scariest team in the playoffs, like I, I'll go through and say like why I think this team is like in a better situation than you might be. But my number one team going to the playoffs, who I think is going to make a deep run, is Kid Karch. And Kid Karch's team is insanely good, in my opinion. He's got two of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, Alvin Kamara and Jameer Gibbs. He's got one of the best tight ends in the league. He's got CeeDee Lamb. He's got Nico Collins and Tank Dell is out now. So it's literally all Nico Collins and Noah Brown, maybe if you sprinkle in some catches here and there. And Jordan Love is playing like he's freaking descended Aaron Rodgers' spirit into inside of him. And like he's playing out of his mind. Like Jordan Love is figuring it out. And I think that's scary if you're a team that plays Mitchell in the first game, right? He's got Christian Watson on his bench who's been playing pretty good these past couple weeks. The 49ers defense, top top five, in my opinion, in the league. Like, I don't know. I, I think Mitchell's team going into the playoffs is going to be scary. All right, Nate, who's who's boom and who's bust for you? Yeah, I guess we'll start with the boom. Uh, Ethan, we were right on the same wavelength there. Uh, I was going to say kick Karch as well, but for changing it up since you already said that, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go the opposite of you. I mean, I have not played Detroit Rock City yet this year. But I just look at it, this squad, and I just know that's not a team I want to be playing. Like Zeke Elliott, just a flex play. We just went off for 23 and a half. If your squad <laughs> is getting that. That's crazy. Washed up Zeke. It's, yeah, I just think this squad right here, I mean, led by Mahomes, the Lions trio, Raheem Mostert's having a career year. I just think, I mean, this, this is the team to beat right now, I think. And in terms of fraud, I mean, it – it's Mr. Moon. I, I think I'm just looking. I mean, I played him earlier this year, beat him by like 45. I think it's, I mean, his running backs are, he's definitely led by Dak Prescott's having a great stretch right now. Mike got an MVP candidate over Kelsey. there. Yeah. He's definitely got some good players. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I, I just look at this team and I'm like, if you don't show me records or anything, I wouldn't think nine and four. Mm. So, out of the teams in current playoff position, sorry, Jack, got got to say you, buddy. All right, those are. I mean, you guys both backed up your answers very well, and of course, time will tell here. And it it takes a lot to stick your neck out and make a make a claim on here because it's on the record forever, and it oh, will never be erased. Hi, Mister Moon's going to go off for one fifty plus this week, so you're welcome, <laughs> Jack. I will. I'll be quick. Um, not going to pick myself. I'll, I'll just take the low-hanging fruit and pick the second-ranked team. I think Spence has a real chance to, like, do something. He's got Lamar, who, who by Lamar's standards, I, I feel similarly to him as I do about my own Pat Mahomes. Like, he hasn't really had a great year statistically, and it sucks. I'm sure Spencer feels this way because I feel this way about Pat Mahomes. I really reached for him in hindsight because he hasn't produced. I mean, he's like – he's the seventh-ranked fantasy quarterback. Lamar's 12. And, of course, you could be in a much worse situation, but when you pick those guys – you, you pick them thinking they're going to be one and three. So there's that. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who, knock on wood, hasn't gotten hurt yet. And, I mean, if he's healthy, he's their number one. He, he's probably the best all-around offensive player in all of football, like straight up. He just is a monster. Very true. And then well, my last thing on Spence, I think his receiver trio is very, 
very sleepy. Like th- this, mm-hmm. this group, the Lions are really working Jamison Williams in now. He's got touchdowns in two of the last three games. Rashi Rice is really all the Chiefs have. And when Mahomes Literally. inevitably yeah. turns it on and starts throwing the deep ball to Rashi Rice, that could be a, a, a big opportunity for some points. And Devontae Smith, I mean, the, the, the Eagles don't go to him as much as they should. Obviously, they have A.J. Brown. But with some of these guys banged up now, I think he might start turning his way a little bit. I don't know. I just think Spence could really turn on the Jets here. Because also, if I lose this week and Spencer wins, he's going to be the one seed, which means he's inevitably going to get a better matchup. And then as far as – what's up? So, question for you. I'm yeah. just looking at his team right now. You were talking about the wide receiver core. How much do you think him losing Christian, Christian Kirk is going to impact? That was going to be my question. Um, I mean, it affects it's, his it's flex. A big loss. Yeah, it affects the flex more than anything else. But, I mean, we're already sitting in a situation where, I mean, he's projected to win by 20 this week just yeah. based on what, what he's got going. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it'll, it, it'll be something to watch. Nate, that's a good point you bring up, though, because, like, every single team, I would say, has an injury concern at this point. Yeah. And you kind of got to bake that in. You don't got to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's all that's all fraud yeah. i mean i just look i mean spence's team is different i mean you could just play lamar cmc and Devonte smith and win a matchup but i just look it's like quentin johnson now is his flex i don't know if that's who he's going to stick with it's like if anyone right. can win without a flex it's him but i'm like ah that losing christian Kirk i want to really i want to throw a feeler out there and i want you guys to tell me what you think because this is a thought that I have about teams and specifically like in, in terms of fantasy value. So Spencer's team, tell me what you guys think about this. Spencer's team has a lot of guys that are on NFL teams where they're like number one in their division and it's not close. Like I'm curious deep in the playoff run is if that's going to affect how the, the fantasy gas. player plays. Yes, foot off the gas. Guys like Lamar, Christian, and Devontae Smith, and even Jameson Williams. Like, I think Rishi Rice is going to be playing his heart out because he's a rookie, you know, but, like, even Kittle. Like, these are all teams where deep in the league you could see him being like, hey, let's, like, chill out a little bit because well, we got to make a legit run. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about for this Spencer team right here is that he's got a lot of guys on good teams. Not a lot – like, when I look at a team like Mitchell – so I'll bring it back to Mitchell here really quick before I'll let you do your your shitter team. Like I think Mitchell's got guys on teams that are going to be competing the whole way through. You know, like Jordan Love, Kamara, Gibbs is a rookie. He'll be playing. Like the the Cowboys are going to be fighting for a divisional spot. Um, you know, so that that was my take on it. But you guys, let me know what you think. Do you, is that something that you guys think about or take seriously? Even Nate, what do you think? Um. I mean, I wouldn't say I really take into account that much. Um, I always look like when I'm making trades or drafting, whatever it is, I'm more looking at the matchups in the playoffs as opposed to the team's standings in real life. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought of it from that side that, I mean, everyone thinks of week 18 where it may some instances week 17 where it's like, oh, rest guys. But it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're a team like, uh, I don't know. So you're up three games right now with five weeks left. It's like, yeah, maybe guys aren't playing as many reps on the field and kind of limited snaps. But uh, yeah, it's a, it never really thought of it that way. Personally, if you look at that, like the Eagles, the Eagles 49ers game last week, I don't think that game affected the Eagles as much as people thought it would because I didn't think that was a game where they really like needed to win. 
Like, I think they went into that game. Obviously, it was like a short week for them because, you know, they were coming off the Thanksgiving or whatever. Or maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But I don't think that that loss really affected how they view their squad so much. And that's what I'm curious about. And that's why NFL is different than college is like you can lose a game by you can get 20 piece here and there. And it's like we're fine. Like, it's just a dud week, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. that's definitely something you have to take into account like in fantasy football it's the infamous like nate said week 18 week 17 and it's like okay that's the championship for some of these leagues and these first place teams that have you've been riding the horse all year for these guys now all of a sudden they're only playing a half or something like that so good point e we'll monitor it we'll keep an eye on it um I don't really – I'm going to be completely honest. This is my diplomatic answer. I don't see anyone that's currently in the playoff picture. I don't see anyone completely falling on their face and taking a shit in the first round and, like, not – like I, – I think we're going to have a great playoffs. Probably Same. the best – I think we're going to have the best playoffs we've ever – the greatest we've ever seen. <laughs> this will be the I'm, best playoff performance out of any 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 league, any league. Like this, this, this league, I'm telling you, right, this year in particular has been crazy because we have the greats like Nate and Jack who's been there and Devin who's made a run before. Like Spencer. we've got all these guys in the, and then we've got the, the former bottom feeders like myself or – I don't want to throw anyone else under the bus, but you know, I don't need to name names. You know who I'm referring to. Everyone's in the mix. Like it's a weird kind of mixed bag. I think everyone's gunning for the throat. If I had to pick one, Nate, I would say your team just based on the Trevor Lawrence issue. Um, if yeah. he's healthy though, I, Nate, you got as good a chance as anybody to win this thing. So we'll see. Um, hey, watch out. Zach Wilson's back throwing to Garrett Wilson, the Wilson connection. <laughs> bringing me to the title. Is that who you're starting this week? Are you starting Zach Wilson? No, but I have Garrett Wilson. Oh, jeez. He's got no, Garrett Wilson, no. and he's We're got the Wilson connection back. It's gonna. Can I tell you something really quick? You want to know who was slanging that rock last week? Who? Jake Browning. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Why was hey. he not picked up by the Jets? Shout out to uh, Lance Adif, his favorite NFL player of all time, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco should have been picked up by the Jets, like in week two. The way he came out slinging that thing against L.A., bro, that was crazy. Yeah, was on a couch two weeks ago. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Flacco, or as Skip Bayless calls him, Joe Fluco. Joe Fluco, Shannon. All right, um, do we want to get into week 14? Yeah, I think we should get into week 14, but um I mean if the, like there's matchups we don't need to spend a lot of time on if we don't want to. Um Well, yeah, that's fair. We're not going to pull any punches here. We got three playoff managers right here talking today, so we're you know, it, I really I really want to hear you guys dive into the playoff the playoff matchups, like the the ones that matter the most. I want to hear I I'm really curious at hearing your guys like in-depth takes on them. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. So this this first one, I'm just gonna go in order on my phone. So obviously mine is first, uh, and we don't. This is one we don't need to spend a ton of time on. Gavin is six and seven. He's still technically alive. He's got to beat me, but he's not going to because I already have twenty three and a half from Zeke. Thoughts from you guys? From Zeke. Uh, when I when I saw, so I was keeping up with the game on Thursday night. I wasn't watching it, but I was like tracking it on my phone. And I, so I don't know if you guys do this. Like when you're checking your fantasy, I always like to check the nfl games first and then like see how my guys are doing in like the espn app and then i go look at the nfl app so i'm like checking in on the patriots drives i see they have like 
21 points. And then when I look at like the drives, I just see Bailey Zappi drops it to Zeke Elliott for seven yards, drops it to Zeke, drops it. I'm like, what is Zeke Elliott just getting all this action? Of course, he's on Trent's team. Of course. And then, like, I, I know Najee scoring six and, and Boswell scoring six hurt Gavin to his core. I know he was watching that game and he was just like, of course. Because <laughs> that's such a – that is such a – Najee was, like, turning it up a little bit, like, throughout the past few weeks. And that is such a characteristic game of Najee when it matters the most to just go back to scoring six points. Yeah, dude, he, right was, with, he was two yards per carry in that Patriots game. That's tough. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously – I, we do we talked really highly of gavin in the beginning of this year and even like going into like this era dude like he's got a good team i'm like sad for his team if he doesn't end up making it like he's got one of the best non-playoff teams i've ever seen and know, the whole term. the whole narrative too with gavin when he started you know he picked jonathan taylor cooper cup and everyone was like dude you suck what are you doing and then he turns the jets on starts wheeling and dealing made a ton of moves and it looks like it might. I mean, he's still he's still on, he's on life support, but he's still hanging on. He's got a chance. Yeah, the Eagles Cowboys game is gonna be huge for him this week. Yes, Hurts, Pollard, Brown. I didn't even realize Goddard was back. Yeah. So it's gonna be a big one Sunday night. But all right, let's move on. Um, let's go to if my phone will cooperate here. Lickety split taking on Filipinos. It's currently eleven to seven. Ethan has eleven points out of Juju. And Philly, a.k.a. Connor Stallions, has uh, seven points from the Steelers' defense. Ethan, I'll let you drive here. Yeah, so obviously, if we're talking about a fantasy team that's just been critically banged throughout this entire year, maybe it was self-imposed, maybe it wasn't, who knows. All I know is that I've had what seems like a whole army, a whole litany of injuries this past five weeks and all stacking up to the culmination of when I need a freaking win. So I go day of Thursday Night Football, and I'm choosing between Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyquan Thornton, and I end up just pulling the trigger on Juju because Devontae Parker was out, and I'm like, you know what? If the Patriots score three points the whole game, I guess that's what I made. And then somehow he got 11. On four catches, he got 90 yards. So that's it's, it's looking good so far. I'm not going to speak on anything else. Nate, I'm curious to know how Zach was feeling after a seven-point Steelers defense. Did he say anything on Friday about that? You know, didn't really see him much on Friday. He uh, was gone for a lot of the day at a wedding, so okay. didn't really talk with him much about this game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he likes I mean, seven points from Steelers defense. That's kind of like a – I think, dude, uh, my average buddy. number. It's like, yeah, you don't my buddy bad, sent me you don't a stat. Good. I mean, they at one point in that game, they had one point. My buddy sent me a tweet and it said, oh, really? um, yeah, my buddy sent me something. Hold on. Let me find it. It said like 85% of managers started the Steelers defense or something like that. Or like the 85% of managers who started the Steelers defense, like, and then they only had like one point. Steelers was started in 84% of leagues. That That's what it was. Steelers okay, defense yep. was started in 84% of leagues and currently has one point. So that was interesting to see that everyone was kind of expecting the Steelers to like dominate in that game, but I'll bring I, it back to the I, fantasy matchup here. Um, Gardner Minshew has been leading this team. Obviously he's the, he's the one man that could, he's the one man that could, I, I got him in a trade with Gavin. I feel like I, I kind of needed a leader in that moment. Levis was not doing it. 
But the bottom line is these injuries are driving me up the damn wall. Jonathan Taylor out, Cooper, Amari Cooper out, Deshaun Watson out, Mark Andrews out. Um, all of these have just been culminating again, like I said. And I need guys like a lot. I'm counting on guys like Elijah Moore, Khalil Herbert, Cooper Cup, who has been sucking for some reason, and Alec Pierce and Tyler or Tucker Craft. These are the guys that I need to put up 15 points. Yeah. And to me, it, it's it seems like it's I'm more counting on a Philly dud week than I'm counting on me to score a lot of points. That's the bottom line. Is I don't think my guys are going to put up the points to do it. I need Philly to have a dud. Yeah, Ethan's doing the classic uh, mid-2000s or 2011 Detroit Lions, like hoping other teams lose, not not winning your game, just hoping other teams lose, just make, torturing the fan base, making them continue to just spend money and throw money into the wind to go watch you shit all over yourself in overtime against the Giants in Detroit. That's neither here nor there. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts on this game? Um, no, I mean, Trent, I, I wanted one more thing from you, Trent. Sorry, and then Nate, you can talk. Oh, you're good. What's the what's the temperature on the Tampa Bay Atlanta game right now? What are what are people saying? Dude, the is, Tampa is, fan base hates Todd Bowles. They want him gone. They want to lose. They want a better draft pick. They're done. So they cooked. Mean, Mike Evans is in a contract year. They don't think he's coming back. Chris Godwin hates Baker. His wife is like, or no, no, no. Chris Godwin hates Todd Bowles, not Baker. <clears throat> His wife is like posting about Todd Bowles on Instagram. It's messy, 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 messy. In uh in Tampa to answer your question, they should bench his ass. And uh, <laughs> all I know is that the Atlanta Falcons defense has been one of the top scorers over the past three weeks. So that's something that's really trying to. I'm I'm really counting on an Atlanta Falcons week this week. But I don't know, guys. You can make your final picks. I'm ass- I'm assuming you guys are going to take Philly, which is okay. I mean, if I was looking at this matchup from the outside, I would say Ethan was kind of screwed as well. So. Well, it's we, just we, yeah. I mean, like like you said, you're relying on guys like Khalil Harbert to put up 15. I, I'll take Philly, but that would put you both at seven and seven, and then we'll roll the dice on what else happens. It'll be interesting. What it? What are your guys' biggest keys? Like who? Like what is the thing that needs to happen in this matchup for um, both teams? If I were to win, then if Philly were to win, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this, and I know I always seem to bring it back to Detroit related shit. The Bears and Lions, I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. We will see, but it's being played in Chicago. I have the under. Um, so I think is it, it going to be cold tomorrow? I don't know, but it's you know it's always cold in that godforsaken city. Um, Khalil Herbert, I think the Bears need to keep it close so that he can run. And you know he's a guy like they, the Bears could lose twenty-one to fourteen, and he finds the end zone twice. And Ethan, you might be just fine. So I think that's a big one. And then also, I mean. Just this is the cop out answer, but quarterbacks win in this league. If if Gardner Minshew goes off against Cincinnati, that defense can get got. So if he kind of stretches the field and puts up like a three touchdown spot, maybe throws a pick or two, but goes for like three hundred yards or something like that, mm. you could be just fine. But Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I look at this matchup and feel like said most weeks with Zach's team, but it's going to come down to the Dolphins. And I'm looking at them right now, Tua, Tyreek, and Ty J Spears all playing Monday night. And that – I hate that's that. What, that's the matchup. I hate that. Yeah. And that's where I, was <laughs> I absolutely going with hate that. What I was going to say, this is the matchup that when I look through it all uh, this week's games, this is the one that I 
really got my eye on because I was in a, the same situation last week where I had Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, and T. Higgins playing on Monday. Yep. And it's in that matchup, I had already kind of locked up the win at that point. I was down only like three going into it, but still the same feeling where it's like, if this was like a 40, 50 point game going into Monday night, that that's going to cause some, uh, some stress on both sides. I feel like, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on this one come Monday. But I, I think, I do think right now the Filipinos are going to pull out the win and uh, move to seven and seven. All right, E, the pressure's on. The pressure's on for Lickety Split. Um, let's move on. We got still in college at seven and six, taking on Sparty Squad at six and seven. David already has 17 and a half from Hunter Henry, which is, I can't believe I just said that, but it's the mm-hmm. truth. Um, Devin's got Jake Browning. I. Does anyone – I don't – and I'm not saying this as a shot. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Does anyone think Devin's winning? No. No, but, hey, I mean – I'm not going to pick against someone, Dave. someone right here on the pod knows from last week, it, Jake Browning can make a difference. <laughs> I got absolutely banged on Monday Night Football last week. I could have <laughs> clinched the playoffs, but, of course, this freaking Jake Browning guy puts up 35 or whatever he scored. And Jamar Chase had a 30-piece, too. It was just unbelievable. But, you know, what? like he said, anything can happen. I think the key to this matchup is the fact that David just had 17 and a half from a guy who scores, like, zero to three points every yeah. week. You know, yeah. like, when you can get a 17 out of a guy like that, it changes the, it changes the whole vibe of your squad. It's like yeah. anything can happen. If David's rolling in with a 17 and a half from Hunter Henry – I think David's still going to end up winning, which if I'm Devin, I would have just hated that, hated to see that. On three catches, this guy has two touchdowns. So super unlucky for Dev, but you know what? David's looking like he's going to lock it up with Justin Jefferson coming back. That's what I was just going to say. With that, with with JJ back, it's just that extra boost of energy, having the heart and soul of the team back. And then on top of the 17 and a half from Henry, he's still in college, just be feeling good going into tomorrow. Yeah, and again, I didn't mean that as a shot as a shot at Devin. It's just looking at what David already has. Plus, my big thing here is Justin Herbert was terrible last week. Six nothing. The Chargers yeah. beat the beat the uh, Patriots. So I think water finds its level. I think Herbert plays well, and then conversely, Jake Browning ain't doing what he did on Monday Night Football again. So I do like still in college. Let's move on. Keep it moving. Uh, the Liger six and seven taking on Trevolution also six and seven. If the playoffs ended today, Brad would be the eight seed. Trevor is on the outside looking in. Nate, you can drive on this one. What do you see? Oh, so I think this is going to be another close one. Uh, it's going to be big to see if Kenneth Walker ends up going tomorrow. Because uh, with that, I think Brad's got the best trio of running backs in the league between him, Bijan, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, don't really know how we ended up getting all three of those guys, but that's <laughs> a great trio to have. Um, I, I'm going to be curious to see how the Trevolution squad responds this week. I mean, on a, I want to say, is it a five? Yeah, five-game losing streak. That doesn't matter if you can pull out the win this week. And I think, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. I mean, Sam Howell on a bye, Hollywood Brown, Curtis Samuel. He's got a lot of buys to deal with this week. But, yeah, I, I think – I think it's going to be the Ligers in a close one, but uh, Trevolution's got a lot to play for this week. You go ahead, Trent. Um, mm, 
I will say this. Um, I and I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to, you know, throw my shtick in there. But I've I've called this Geno Smith Russell Wilson thing a coin toss all year, and it seems like Brad more times than not's made the right choice. If he starts Russ, I'm picking Brad. If he starts Geno, I'm picking Trevor. How's that? We'll see who he goes with. Oh wow. I love I Russ so. in this spot. That that Chargers defense is terrible. Um, I think Denver will keep it close at least. That'll be a good game. Conversely, dude, that C- the Seahawks are reeling. Like I, at the beginning yeah. of the season, it kind of looked like they, they beat Detroit in Detroit. They were, you know, it was looking like they might even win the division in the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. It, it, they have regressed to the mean. Yeah. So Denver's I, I'm, Denver's yeah. trending up, and the Seahawks are trending down. Yes. Go ahead. I'm e. curious if that's. I'm curious if that's what he's going to go with. If he's going to stay stick with Geno in there. I would hope he changes it to Russell. Yeah, I would. I would assume. And I mean, Geno's playing the freaking 49ers. Like that's a tough ass defense on the road. Like divisional. I would assume that Russell goes. He he goes with Russell. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Saturday pod coming out. Maybe Brad makes a change. I think Trevor is gonna lose this matchup, and I don't really see it being that close. If you want my honest opinion, I think Brad's gonna end up winning, winning this, and clinching his spot. Just talk about a team that's just dropped the ball in terms of what he used to be versus what he is now, man. This Trevolution squad has gone downhill fast. And I don't know if it was the trades he made. I don't know if it was Joe Burrow getting hurt. I don't know if it was like everybody kind of coming back to earth. But this guy, Trevolution, is on a five-game losing streak. And it has never looked up. Now... Something to watch. I mean, I don't even know if Trevor wins if he makes the playoffs. I don't even know if he can make it at this point, which is kind of sad to see. Brad's kind of in a spot, too, where he's got to win out, you know. A lot of things can happen. I keep wanting to talk about this playoff picture. But when I took, when I look at this, I see Brad with the best running back trio in the league, for sure. I see guys like Gabe Davis, Jalen Waddell, who are both, like, they can blow up whenever. Um and I just, I just, I'm not thrilled by Trevor's squad. You know, Sam Howell was one of the only things keeping him afloat, and he has a bye this week. And I just think Trevor loses, and I don't think it's that close. I'm going to call it a 20 point win for, for the Ligers here. All right, uh, let's go to the next one. This will be a good one for the sake of the podcast because we have Nate here, the Flying Dutchman, eight and five, taking on Chips Fever with a one way ticket to the consolation bracket at three and ten. Um, Nate, this game, obviously you've clinched your playoff spot, I think, or maybe not, but like this, this has, Nate's yeah, clinched. you have, you have, sorry. You have this, this has seating implications. That's it. Cause Chris has nothing to play for. The interesting thing is Chris is projected to beat you by three points. You don't have Trevor Lawrence. You don't have Isaiah Pacheco. So what do you see happening this week for your squad? Yeah, it, I feel like I've got a deep squad where, Definitely going to still be competitive, even if Lawrence is out and without Pacheco. Hopefully, Charbonnet uh, ends up playing because if not, then then we're having a few issues at the running back position. <laughs> uh, but no, I think this this is going to be a close one. I mean, Chris, Mate, you do have a deep ass team. What's that? You have a deep team. Yeah, it the team building's been good this year, boys. We've done a good job. You got Evan Ingram and T. Higgins on your bench. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, smart, smart GM over here. <laughs> Dang. 
But uh, no, I mean, I, I look at Chris's team. He's got Allen and Diggs, Buffalo, Kansas City. I mean, that's expected to be a shootout, I would think. Or both teams are fighting, the Bills especially, trying to get in the playoffs. So I could see both of them having huge games. Chuba Hubbard's coming off his best game of his career. Uh, DeAndre Swift always has the potential to, uh, to go off in any given week. Cooks has been playing good. Uh, I think it's going to be has going to be a close one, but you you know I got to go with the Dutchman. We're we're winning this week, even with the injuries. Ethan, I mean, yeah, the Dutchman the Dutchman are projected to lose currently to the the, the Chips Fever. I would love to see a Chips Fever sneak win here, and I guess I'll keep this short, but. Nate, your only implication of winning this game would be to clinch the number one wild card spot. If you lose that, you would if Mitchell wins, you would be in the second wild card spot, which means you would be playing the second worst divisional winner who would most likely end up being Hyde Mr. Moon. So the, that's that's kind of your situation you're looking at here. So it's either gonna be whoever wins the East Division for you, or it's gonna be Hyde Mr. Moon. Those are your two yeah. matchups you're looking forward to. So that's what I'll say. But I think, I mean, I think, Nate, you should win. But I'm going to say Chips Fever just because, you know. <laughs> Here's like the thing. Against me. Keep going against me. I love it. Nate, <laughs> Nate, if you are, I mean, if you're if you're watching, scoreboard watching here, you're rooting like hell for the Chiefs because you do, you do not want Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs to end up blowing up because they could go nuclear any given week. I am going to pick the Dutchman. I, I think this is a spot where Nate, has the boys ready to play. They kind of rally around the backup quarterback, play with a little energy. And like you guys said, the Dutchman rolls deep. And this is a week where I think, you know, there's a lot on the line in terms of who you play next week in the playoffs. So I will take the championship pedigree. Um, make Dumar great again, taking on Bass Pro. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm just, I, this, is, this is two ends of the spectrum here. I don't know. I mean, I got Spence in a route, but. We'll see. Yeah, the road ends here for Kyle. I think um, George Pickens, who's supposed to be one of his top guys, getting four, six points below projection. That's never never something you want to see on a Thursday night. I think Spencer wins this pretty handily, and I think Kyle ends the season in the bottom five category, unfortunately. Kyle, I had high hopes for you in the middle of the year, but past two weeks have been tough sledding for you, so – Wait, give, me, give me Spencer. Real quick before Nate goes, this is just funny because Spence had Jalen Warren too, who also played like shit. So the Steelers just like said fuck you to everybody this week. <laughs> <laughs> they let everybody down. Even that defense, which is like top five, nah, nothing. Steelers, I mean, they're, they're, if we're, we're talking about outplayed by the Patriots. Don't mind us. Just if you know, we're, we're talking about teams that are frauds, the Pittsburgh Steelers are so fraudulent. They're literally I, so fraudulent. I'm so here for it. I don't feel bad at all. Nate, yeah. what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, same thoughts to you guys. I think I think Spence has, has this one. Um, Kyle definitely. I mean, he's got guys in there that have potential to go off in any given week. But I mean, Spence is just on a roll right now. I don't think there's much that's stopping him at this point. So uh, give me make Delmar great again. Something interesting real quick, just to close the book on this Lamar's record against the NFC is impeccable. So I think Lamar's going to have another huge game against LA. Um, 
and that's going to obviously bode well for Spence. Oh, I didn't. Side know Mr. Moon, number three in the league, taking on Ricky Dalton, number sixteen. Again, one we probably don't need to spend much time on because Jack has clinched the playoffs. Robbie is heading to the consolation tournament. Shout out, Rob. We love you. Great guest last week, but it is what it is. Jack's going to win this one. I think going away. Just too many good players on his side. Too many question marks on Rob's, and we've been, you know, it's been a trend all year. But it is what it is. He. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of put my piece in here. The the only thing that Jack is playing for now this this might have larger implications than you might think. I mean, Robbie's putting up nine on Thursday night. Good for him. I guess that's you know decent out of the Steelers or the Patriots defense. But Jack kind of would like to win this game because. If Mitchell wins and Jack loses, that would split. I believe that would split Mitchell and Jack's record 1-1. Have they played a third time? Are they one of those weird three-teamers? Does anybody know? No clue. Yeah. I feel like they played each other like week two. Nate, you can talk. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look this up really quick because I want to be informed on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think Jack's gonna win this week. Um it's I want to say I want to say Rob's team is going to win just for my own benefit for seeding because uh, I feel like if so how would, if if Jack loses and, if Jack loses and you win you will jump him I believe yeah because I think I I think I beat Jack in like week two or something so yeah I think Jack's so, gonna win but uh, yeah in my I truly I was, want Rick Dalton though to pull off the win this week I'll, yeah. be, rooting, I'll be rooting for him. So I think what I was I think I'm right on this, but if Jack wins and Mitch or if Jack loses and Mitchell wins, Mitchell will take that division. Mitchell will be the division winner, which means Nate, instead of playing Jack, you would end up playing Mitchell in that spot. And Jack would end up being a wild card because I think they're split one one and Mitchell owns the points for by like a hundred, which isn't a surprise. Jack doesn't score a lot of points. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Mitchell scores a lot. Who knows? But that's the one thing that Jack has to look for here is Jack could either end up playing, you know, like a team like Nate or he could end up playing a team like, you know, Trent Spencer. So there's some implications here in terms of seeding. But, I mean, is Jack going to really lose to Rick Dalton? Most likely not. Does Jack end up making a move here where he takes his quarterback out just for the shits and giggles? Maybe. But. It could end up biting him in the ass. I think Jack's going to win here, or he should. All right. Um, hand up. We probably should have done a better job preparing for this, talking about playoff implications or whatever. But hey, this isn't. We're, we don't. We don't make money doing this. So, it, and it's just hard. It's hard to like the, the way that the league or the way that the app is set up. It's like so hard to look back at every matchup and like know what's going on. You know? No, it, it totally is because you have to keep scrolling back and forth between the weeks and stuff. But, hey, next week, I mean, a- after Monday night, we'll have the bracket and we will do a whole playoff special on it. And we do have a guest lined up, I believe, right, E? Hint, hint. Yes. So yes, that'll, be, that'll be very fun. Um, and you know what? Out. One more thing, Trent. Give us some damn grace because there, it's not like this is between two or three teams making right. the playoffs. It's chaos. There. There's like eight teams that have a chance. So it's kind of hard to lay this all out on a silver platter for you guys. I, I'm going to make – after this, we'll see if I'm motivated enough to do this. I want to, like, edit one of those graphics that says, like, playoffs, in the hunt, wild card, all that stuff. <laughs> You're going to get to Canada. base on it and then, and then yeah. send it out to the league. But, That'd be um, tough, actually. Anywho, let's wrap this thing up and put a bow on it. It is the spirit of the season. We got Clarky. 
who guaranteed a playoff run. That ain't going to happen. But he does have 18 and a half points already this week from Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. I guess Deontay Johnson did his thing. But, uh, again, the Steelers <laughs> saying F you to everybody. And he's taking on Kid Karch, who Mitchell – or, excuse me, Ethan seems to think is going to make a deep run, and he's priming for it. So, E, I'll throw it to you first. Mm-hmm. Does Kid well, Karch win or not? Um, Kid Karch, again, like these the, – the matchups over in the West Division are just pretty shitty. It's, it's tough when you got two <laughs> upper echelon teams and then two teams who are just scraping shit off the bottom of a barrel. So, <laughs> Mitchell should win this by a lot. But, I mean, like – I mean, Clarky's projected to keep it close. I, dude, it just sucks for Clarky. Eckler had a disappointing year, a very disappointing year in terms of fantasy. But I'll tell you one thing this could be a spoiler match for Clarky. Not spoiler in terms of uh, making the playoffs, but if Clarky loses, so I'm going to keep calling back on the situational football. If Clarky loses, or if Karch loses, if Mitchell's, Mitchell's team loses and I win, I have the head-to-head on Mitchell, if we remember the infamous Jake Moody 50-yard field goal. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) if that ends up happening, I will end up, I think, overtaking Mitchell in the seeding, and Mitchell could end up going to the playoffs as a low wild card. And if I'm Trent, I don't know if I want to see Mitchell as an eight seed. I'm not afraid (laughs) of any of y'all. Look, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hang on. Where is this coming from? My team has been a machine all year. I'm not afraid of any of you. Maybe Brad, because he's beaten me twice. But it's hard to beat a team three times. I will take you down, Brad. Look, I I have been very, very unlikable talking about my team this year. I don't care because it's been a fun ride, and I never am this good. So, Ethan, for your (laughs) agenda over there, I'm supposed to be afraid of Kid Karch because he's got Jordan Love and Cole Komet, I'm supposed to be afraid. Oh, you forgot to mention anybody. the three. You forgot to mention the four top five positional players over the past three weeks that he has. <laughs> Just a bunch of random ass people. <laughs> Except Jameer Gibbs. Shout out Jameer. But I have David Montgomery. So, you know, it's kind of a non-factor. Bring them on. I'll play anybody. Sorry, I just had to get that in there because Ethan keeps slipping in these little jabs about how my team <laughs> is like a fake narrative. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, give me Mitchell in this one, though, honestly, with all due respect. Um, yeah. Nate, go for it. Well, or did you, already you guys know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Kid Karch is going to run Clarky Boy out of the water. It's, I don't, I think it's going to be about a 30 point win for him. Uh, yeah, if we were just talking, you know. Frauds in general in the league, not just the playoff race. It it's Clarky Boy. I mean, since his little uh, gift of a ch- uh, COVID championship, uh, I don't, <laughs> has, has he? I don't think he's made the playoffs since then. I don't think he's finished above five hundred. Uh, on that on that point, real quick, if Kyle misses the playoffs, we're looking at Clarky, Chris, and and Kyle. The three last champs are all out of the race. That's Ooh, crazy. Wow, interesting stat, T Bell. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Hmm. But hmm. hey, it, Nate, can I ask those, you those one other thing? two teams you mentioned though are like good though? <laughs> <laughs> can Clarky uh, be can Clarky be fraudulent if he was never like good this year? Or 
I mean, yeah, you, you make a good point. I, I, was, I was just saying, like, in general, the last, like, three years. But, you know. Okay, okay. But, a fraudulent manager. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Oh, sorry. okay. Yes. But, no, it, I give me Kit Karch. Um, With all what? that being said, give me Kit Karch. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Here's what I want to happen now that Ethan has thrown this in the in the ether. I want Clarky to beat Mitchell, and then Mitchell's a low wild card, and I play Mitchell in the first round. That's what I want. I want Trent, Mitchell. If that happens, my lock of the week is going to be Mitchell Moneyline. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. If that situation comes up, I just want you to know it's going to be Mitchell's Moneyline. And that, that might be me riding the carts train a little bit, but – yeah, by the way, Mitchell, Mitchell, I do not want to hear any chirping coming at me because this is all Ethan. This is Ethan. <laughs> Ethan is painting you, painting a target on your back. I have nothing against you. It's I've been Ethan. known to ruffle some feathers here and there. Ethan is the Bachelor producer stirring the pot. <laughs> the drama. The drama. <laughs> you guys want to make it interesting? <laughs> if you don't like this, you don't like boys out of college. <laughs> <laughs> We still have to do a men tell all at the end of this. At the end oh, of this season, yeah. all I'm saying, guys, is like obviously leading up to this podcast, I was like, man, like it's gonna be a good week. But now that we're talking about it, there's gonna be some popcorn getting brewed tomorrow because there is a lot of things that could happen, and everyone's gonna be on the edge of their seats hoping their team sneaks out a win. Trent, I'm. We should we should lock in and make that little playoff picture thing because that would be a cool little graphic going into tomorrow, just to give everybody something to watch. Yeah. You know. We'll take a look. We'll take a look. We'll also be opening up a public bookie to make lines on the matches and everything. So, <laughs> well, I, already know, I already know who we can commission to do that. It's Spencer. Yeah. Spencer had a, had odds for homecoming court when that was a thing in high school. You remember that? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Spencer's like taking money from people in the bathroom. He had like he's got like a pencil uh, behind his ear. He's like got a little notepad. Those were so so funny. And like I remember, I oh, Jor- I think it was Jordan Garcia was pissed because she was in like the third tier, and she's like angry at Spencer. <laughs> Spencer said she wasn't gonna make it. Spencer's probably like, no, 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 like you don't get it. There's a lot of value there. There's a lot of value. There. <laughs> Spencer's like, 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 like you don't money line on that. You don't do enough for the community. You're not. You're yeah. not gonna make it. He's oh like, my all God. the public money is the other way. This is a trap bet. <laughs> He's like, Jordan. There's nothing I can do. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's do a quick throne room and doghouse before we wrap up our little conversation with Nate. This has been a great episode. Um, Ethan, is there someone you want to put in the throne room first and foremost? I mean, I think it's only characteristic if I put Mitchell in the throne room as the first spot. I think I did that last week, too. I'm going to do it again. I think Mitchell's got a good outlook come playoff. I think he should be sitting pretty right now. Okay, we now live in a universe where Mitchell's biggest fan is Ethan, which I never thought I would see coming in a million years. <laughs> um, I will throw Nate in there. Nate had a fantastic week despite Trevor Lawrence's injury um, just blowing out. Uh, whoever, who'd you play, Nate? Gosh, Kyle, blowing out Kyle. 50-plus, yeah. just an absolute machine when you need it most. Nate's back on track, trending up, heading into March, heading into the tourney. Nate Willett is looking good, so I'll put Nate in the throne room. Yeah, I think it's only right if I also put a divisional member in there. I'm going to put David into the throne room with Justin Jefferson coming back. This is a team that could be making some noise here. I think he's got a nice little set of skill players on his squad. 
And of course, he's got Aubrey at the starting kicker. So give me Dave in there. Um, I'll round it out with Jack. I know we talk a lot about how he can't score points, but he put up 150 over Clarkey to basically eliminate Clarkey's hopes. And, you know, Jack is notorious for, <laughs> he'll talk some shit here and there, but he's been quiet and laying in the weeds, and I think he's ready to pounce. So I'll give the crown to Jack. And then let's move to the doghouse, E. So Trent, 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 really quick. Yeah. Should we do something different for the doghouse? Sure. Let's have Nate do all four doghouse picks. <laughs> oh, no. Nate does all four picks, and you cannot say Chris, uh, Clarky, or Rob. Get some blood on your hands, Nate. Get your hands. Get some dirty. blood on your hands. Get a little down Just and dirty. Stay. Throw me on the spot here. Got to got to look at this now. Yeah, we can we can cut some time out if you want some time to look at it. But I think that would be fun. Okay. And hey, if you want to put somebody in the doghouse that was in the throne room, that's totally okay. That's been done this season. That has been done this season. All right. Hey, if you guys want to move on to your next topic here, I just give me a couple minutes. I'll have it ready. Trent, let's do some. Let's do some betting lines here. Let's do some. Oh yes. Okay. Let's do some lock of the week stuff. Okay. Um. Now for our gambling corner, Ethan, is there an NFL line in real life that you like this week? Uh, a lot of lines out there. A lot of lines. Uh, a lot of some of the best lines. Some of the best you'll ever see. <laughs> Dude, you got a good drum impression. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> some of the best lines you'll ever see. Um, give me, give me Colts. The Colts to cover two and a half on the road against Cincinnati. That's my lock. Colts are covering two and a half. I like that play. I don't think Jake Browning is him. I think Gardner Minshew is him. That could also be coming a little bit from the heart, as I want him to succeed. But we've talked about how that might not be my best philosophy as a better. I desperately, desperately need this for not only fantasy, but I may or may not have put quite a financial burden on myself. <laughs> You're telling me that I can get the Chiefs in a pick em at Arrowhead coming off a loss. I will lock that in. I've been waving the flag for the Buffalo Bills for the last five years. Ever since my family went and saw the Lions lose to the Bills in Orchard Park, the Bills fans were awesome. Bills Mafia, I love the Bills. I will always root for the Bills. But Mahomes and the Chiefs and Big Red Andy Reid, they're they're only a half-point favorite. Again, after a loss in Arrowhead, I will take the Chiefs plus a half. They're actually how does how does that game not get flexed to like Sunday night? Yeah, or I guess the Eagles Cowboys is Sunday night, so I guess that's. Like even like Monday night, like Monday night. There's there's two Monday night games too. It's uh, Giants Packers and then Dolphins whoever they play. Oh really? Um, uh, Dolphins Titans. Well, and I see now too that the Chiefs are actually a half point dog, and I think that's probably because Pacheco's out, and that wasn't really yeah. foreseen. But um, I'll take the Chiefs plus a half, man. I love them. Mm, I like that play. All right. What about your, fan- uh, you yeah, your fantasy cool. money lines? Sure. <laughs> I don't uh, have to. I don't have to guess where this one's going for you. Go ahead. No, I won't. I won't. I've said Mitchell's name enough today. Give me. I'm gonna go off the off the road a little bit. Give me the Ligers money line against Trevolution. Give me the Ligers to win against Trevolution. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I'll take Stillen College over Dev. I think uh, David is. You know, he's off to a hot start. A little bit of a cop out there from you know the Hunter Henry thing, but I, he's. Dude, it's totally what it is. It is what it is. It's a Saturday. All these games have points so far. Right. I don't know why they don't all, but um, David over Devin. 
That's my lock. So is there a, is there a fantasy player in particular, E, that you like this week? Oh, boy, a this fantasy funny, player. You know what? Because we just kind of pick a random guy. Oh, no, this is like days of research here. <laughs> this is days of research. And I got a play here that is quite literally one of the most slept on plays. I, I don't think a lot of people are looking at this. I think people need to open up their bank accounts and put some money on this. Give me the Brevin Jordan over Houston's backup tight end. Player on Chips Fever. Chips is starting him at tight end. Give me Brevin Jordan over 4.4 points. He's going to have five receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. All right. Book it, I guess. Um, I will take <laughs> You can take this to the bank, back up the Brinks truck, whatever you want to do. Russell Wilson has scored more than 17 points against this horrendous Chargers defense. Jared Goff threw all over that team, and he's not even the deep threat guy. Russell Wilson is. Russ is going to cook. Russ is going to cook, baby, over 17. I don't know if Brad's going to start him or if Brad's going to stick with Geno, but love Russ this week. I like that play. I like that play. I think Brad, I mean, I think we're both in the same boat. I think Brad should put Russell in over Geno. Bottom line. All right, Nate Dog, are you ready to give your dog house? I am. Oh, brother. So, first Build up in up. the dog house is the Ligers. <laughs> oh, explain. <laughs> they had a chance last week against the feeling to come out of there with a win, move to seven and six, and give them that nice cushion where basically winning in for this week. But when they needed have their best game, they drop 73 points. You can't have that this late in the season fighting for a playoff spot. So with that, the Ligers are first up. Second, we got Trevolution. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, they're just they're on a downhill spiral right now. And they still have a they still have a chance this week, but things just aren't looking bright heading into week 14 here for that squad, especially with all the buys. And then third in the doghouse, we got the Bass Pro Bombers. Just a bad two-week stretch here uh, between our matchup last week and then going up against uh, – can't remember who, who we played the week before, but I think he had another pretty – I think he's loss. been on a little bit of a skid. Yeah. yeah. He's been on a little bit of a skid. Yep. So we'll have them in the three spot. In the four spot, just got to put Lickety Split in there. Yeah, you know. Injuries. <laughs> yeah. Bad, bad luck last week against Jake Browning, you know. Not not really much on his part, but you know, just rough stretch for the split. Unforeseen circumstances. Yes. So they're they're wrapping out wrapping up the the doghouse there. Nate, very good, very informed, very educated, very hopeful, very um. I, I, I'm out of something interesting to look at here is Nate's <laughs> role at the doghouse. Yes. Who will make the fourth spot? <laughs> We're gonna we'll break this Carlson. down for you. <laughs> We're going to break yes. down the minutia of the doghouse <laughs> from top to bottom. Yeah. As Nate breaks down the doghouse, we're going to see who the worst teams in the league are. Not only are they the worst, they have one of the best shots to get out of the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking crash course with what's his face? John Green. Is that his name? Yeah. Dude, those are good ass videos. I just remember um, Mr. Richardson playing those and like everyone would just talk the whole time. He would get funny so- anecdote here. Funny anecdote, because this is just has nothing to do with anything. And I didn't I didn't give my little spiel in the beginning of the pod. So <laughs> last year, last year I had to take a hit I had a missing credit in one of my college 
in my college degree. And like my counselor told me like out of nowhere and was like, by the way, like you need to get this credit or else you're not graduating. And I needed it to get my job. So I was like, okay, like what do I have to do to get the credit? And she's like, well, all you have to do is take a CLEP test. Do you guys know what a CLEP test is? Yeah. I had to take a CLEP test on U.S. history from, <laughs> recon from Reconstruction to the Barack Obama era. Dude, By the way, that. I know absolutely nothing about history. And she was like, when do you want to take this test? And I was like, a week and a half, book it. And so I had a week and a half to study for this reconstruction era to the Barack Obama era test night after night. Sometimes people get home and they throw on the bachelor. Sometimes people get home, throw on ESPN, a little sports center. Not me. I got home and I, I found a playlist on YouTube that had like 75 videos, 10 minutes from the reconstruction era all the way up to Barack. And I grinded through these history videos. And what did I do? I ended up passing the test in a week and a half. So. Let's go, E. There we go. That, yeah. That's hilarious because it, it's it's funny they stopped at the Obama administration because they are undermining <laughs> the January 6th political hack. That's crooked Hillary. Crooked Hillary is behind it. There are a bunch of hacks behind this job. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> the January 6th political hacks. It's a crime. <laughs> E, congrats. That's awesome. I don't hey, think man. I could do that. I don't I wouldn't have the discipline. I would get home and like just get drunk and watch YouTube videos and remember nothing. But... You start on a reconstruction video and then you're watching Tim Tebow Florida highlights at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is the only podcast that I've done uh for this, like for still in college, sober because we're doing it in the morning. That's what I was gonna say. As I was like to say, this is the first sober podcast for Trent. <laughs> oh yeah. Usually I'm feeling no pain by the time we do this podcast, but I, you know, this this morning I rolled out of bed and I get to see your beautiful faces, Nate. Thank you for joining us. We'll give you the famous last words. If there's anything you'd like to get in, any last jabs, any bold predictions, anything. Yeah, appreciate you having me, guys. Uh, been a great time. Uh, really, just all I want to say is, is say it every year. Love this league. Love you guys. It's it's always a fun time, and glad that we've been able to still do it and uh, stay connected through it uh, since we've all graduated. So, uh, yeah, it's great, great to be on the pod. Yeah, man, it was great having you, and you've been a highly anticipated guest throughout this whole entire year. And um, a lot, a lot to look for this week and, and the weeks coming. So it was. I almost think this was like the perfect time to have Nate on because there's a lot of things, a lot of implications to talk about. So Nate, yep. you you built it up and it sure enough lived up to the hype. So thanks for coming on, man. Of course. And with that, we will move into the final regular season week of the season. Uh, good luck to everybody. And next week we will have your playoff preview extraordinaire we're gonna have a prime time maybe we'll go live for that one the drama the drama oh <laughs> way to find james <laughs> we're gonna we're up gonna, the sideline <laughs> boys out of college we gotta go live we gotta go live for that one we gotta maybe go we, live we gotta go all live. right good luck all you uh all you people in the hunt all you people trying to play spoiler maybe make it happen maybe don't Mitchell, I hope you win. I'm praying that you win because uh, if you see me in the playoffs, it's going to be a contentious thing for me and Ethan. That's all I got. Sounds all right. like you're already in Trent's head, Mitchell. So, 
<laughs> it's not him, it's you. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.